All right, welcome back everyone. We are doing another episode of Real Talk and I'm super pumped for this episode because we have Anthony Trucks on here. He grew up in foster care, went on to become an NFL athlete, played for the Buccaneers, the Redskins, and the Steelers, became an American Ninja Warrior, first NFL athlete to hit the buzzer. He's a consultant, he's an international keynote speaker, a best-selling author, global shift coach, happily remarried to his high school sweetheart, and the father to three amazing kids. You can see him in some of his videos on Facebook. He's so amazing. I've had an amazing conversation with before in the past. I know this isn't going to be any different. Anthony, tell everyone a little bit about yourself. Man, you just told everything about me. I got nothing. <laughs> I got nothing left. No, I'm, I, I get, I, in the world of what I do, my primary focus as a human is to teach people how to upgrade how they operate so they can elevate their life and business. I, I work on the core of identity because as you heard, everybody's heard this, this, you know, gist of my life. I grew up in foster care, doctor about all white families, sports, no sports. Had a kid at 20, met my real dad at 21. The, the married my high school sweetheart, had three kids, divorced her, had a crazy breakup and divorce, remarried her. Uh, now I get to do a lot of cool stuff. Now I get to travel the world, talk, speak, share, coach. The, the root of me, however, is like, I, I just am a regular guy at the core of me. Like, I'm just hanging out. I seriously can't see, but I got like my slippers, my sweatpants on. <laughs> I have this super irregular desire and calling to, to help people navigate shifts in life that come either because they choose to have them come or they react to them when they come. But that's my world, man. I teach people how to, how to make shifts happen, I call it. I was excited for this interview, especially with everything going on. This is a huge shift for everyone. So talk yeah. a little bit about shift and how people can navigate it. Yeah, well, first, before you even understand like how to do this, you got to know what it is, right? So, so shift in and of itself is if you think about things you want that are new, there's always this what I call an identity gap. And identity is my area of expertise I work on more so because identity is that thing that, that runs us like, like a computer program in the background all day. It determines how fast we get through things, how slow we get through things. And so realistically, if your identity is, is operating at a good tick, like you can achieve on autopilot, you know, success becomes just second nature. You do things where someone looks at you and goes, well, how do you just do that? You're like, oh, well, this is what I do, right? And that person is like, there's a gap I call it, an identity gap between the person I, I am right now and everything I have and all these things that are going on. And then there's the other side of it, which is the person that has all the things that I want. And if you were that person, you'd already have those things. If you already thought that way, acted that way, had the great habits, whatever it is, you'd have these things. So the idea is how do I close the gap? And the gap, right, it's, it's shifting perspectives. And it's kind of like, imagine getting in a, uh, in a car. It's like going uphill, right? We're at the space here. How do I go uphill and close the gap? And it's kind of like the vehicle of what we do. It's just, it's navigating this six core like drivers to us. And if the lesson with the shift is, the shift is these things. It's your beliefs, your thoughts, your actions, your mindset, your habits, and your, your ego, like who you see yourself to be. And when these things, when they shift all together, you can shift the way you operate on a daily basis that will allow you to have all these things we're talking about. Not overnight, but it's not how it works. It's kind of like each one of those has to, has to have their own moment when they shift. And a lot of people spend time like, I'm going to work on my mindset all day, just my mindset. But they don't work on their habits. They don't work on like the sense of who they are, the, the ego they have. They have a small ego and they feel bad about themselves. They have something in the background that's making them feel less than or you know, maybe they have a great chip on their shoulder but there's always other errors or maybe you have great habits you can be doing this thing but at the back side of your mind you always question i got a good habit but but am i good enough should i put it out there right there's all these little things that are all wrapped around most people will try to focus on one 
I put time in this area, I'm going to work on my actions or I'm going to get better at my beliefs of self and I'm going to do affirmations for thoughts. And what I do is come in and say, it's kind of like being in a room with all these lights and you have to go, imagine each light's on a timer and you want to get all six on. If all six come on, it reveals this, you know, this, this new message. So you go to one, you hit the first one, the timer goes and the second one, third one. By the time you get to the fourth one, the first one's turning off. Like you're running around the room. It's like, how do I get them all to come on and stay on? Well, if you go back to the, say, the main core breaker and you just hit this one breaker, imagine if you hit the breaker and all six came on. That's that's your identity. And now you you look at the person who just happens to have this Midas touch. Everything they touch, how is it that this person always seems to win? You then become that person. And people look at you like, how did you do that? Like, it's, I don't know. I don't even I don't even think about it. It's, it's, it's that, that kind of same complexity and simplicity at the same time. So that's the work I do. I, mean, I get to go in and, and teach people how to architect this, like architect what your ideal identity is and then activate that into the world. It's crazy how when you do get that clear identity and you stop letting the moments in your life define your identity, the, the opportunities that that opens up into your life, not so much just the gold touch success, just the outreach, in my opinion, that it gives you. Everything. I call it the tree of life. I got a lot of weird little frameworks and <laughs> that's the fruit of your life, right? The income you've created, the career you have, the relationship, the bites, all the fruit. And what happens is people don't realize like, you know, if this fruit falls off the tree and it withers and dies, they feel like, man, I withered and I died. And the reality is you're not the fruit, you're the tree. The tree created the fruit. And so if I can find a way to go back to the tree, the identity of the tree and say, man, where do I got to put some more nutrients in? Where do I got to prune the tree? You know, where do I got to, whatever I do, because then the, the tree branch can produce more of the same fruit. Mm. So you get back up on the horse. But if you feel like you're the, you're the, the fruit, like, all right, I'm not going to do anything. I'm just, I'm a dead fruit. I'm sitting here laying. I can't do anything. I feel helpless. Helpless is a bad place to be, man. But once you realize like, okay, wait, I'm the tree. Let me do some work, get this tree healthy again. It'll produce what you just lost. That, that's a great point that you bring up about helplessness. Because I think right now, there there are people that do feel help. So, so what are some things that people can do? Well, I mean, everybody's going to be different. That's the fun and not so fun part of this is I can give you all these perspectives on how to think. Uh, and the reality is, is there's no amount of like, maybe not no. Thoughts in and of themselves right now and making you think a different way are not going to change the way you feel. For most people, there's this thought of like, I don't have money. I can't sit here and say, be grateful for what you do have. That doesn't help them that much. But one statement that I look at that means a lot to me is action ends suffering. There's going to be an action I take that ends the suffering. And a suffering can be as simple as like, I am genuinely suffering, like painful, starving, right? Suffering could be like, oh my gosh, I got to get up and get the remote from across the room. Oh, you know, like there's <laughs> a level of suffering. But for each of those, an action ends it. Now, the problem is when, when you have a, a really difficult suffering you're going through, like some people right now, they, they seriously have no idea where money's coming. But the thing is, you don't want to be there much longer. None of us want to stay in that place. However, the more I just sit there and stew on the problem, the longer I I stay there. So it's like the longer you think about it, the longer you think about it. So what I focus on is like, how do I flip that on its head? How do I go, okay, in this moment, the last thing my emotional heart wants to do is take a bold action. However, if I do that, I'm stay here and have to do that longer. But if I get an action going, one that doesn't that doesn't come from a place of, of passion and, and power and joy, but comes from a knowledge logically knowing I need to do that thing, the more you lean into it, the more you change that position, that feeling of helplessness. And realistically, a lot of us aren't as helpless as we think. So it's like, I can say, take an action right now. But some people say, yeah, well, I've done that. It didn't work out, Ant. Like there's, you know, it just all completely, everything fell apart. So why even spend time and energy there? It's just not even worth the time. This is actually conversations I have 
And I say, well, where did it fall apart? And they'll tell me, oh, well, my relationship fell apart or I lost that job. And one thing I, I worked was like a framework for failures, like six levels of failure. And I'm not going to go deep into it all, but abjects, like you can't fix it. It's done. It's over. Structural, really difficult. Glorious is like, it's going to, it's going to go, go to my spoke stove and watch it burn. Right. And these three, you don't learn much from, but most people put a lot of things up here. The bottom three, you however, do learn from. And this is where you take back some of your, your power. When the first three happen, I feel helpless as though anything I do can't change it. So why try? Right. That's the place I get. The bottom three are simple. Common failure. My bad. Made a mistake. It's an apology. It's why apologies made. Version failure. This version sucks. Why is an iPhone 11? Because version one wasn't the greatest. We put it out. We figured it out. We made it better and kept going through the different levels. Then you have what's called predicted failure. I know it's going to go wrong. I'm waiting for that so I can find out where the holes in the bucket are so I can fill the holes. Those are usually what's happening in life. And so people who look at a situation say, I'm helpless, I can't do anything, and they get stuck there and they got to take an action to get out of there. They won't take the action if they've placed things in the top three areas. Because, well, why am I going to, that's worthless. I can't do anything. My marriage fell apart. My wife had an affair. I thought I was like the end of the world. I'm unlovable. I'm this guy. And even my wife, like, if I, if me as this guy, gym owner, former NFL athlete, good looking dude in my head, like, hey, well, if, that, if I can't keep a lady around, why, it's not going to be better anywhere else. I had this crazy thing. But I had to realize later on, like, oh, that version of Anthony sucked his husband. He was gone all day. He neglected his wife, neglected his kids. She did that to fill her needs, not to hurt me, but to fill her needs. Like, okay, I can fix that guy. But it gave me a sense of less helplessness, more power, more control. So I could go and say, all right, I don't feel like feeling like crap anymore. Let me put some action to being a better guy so I could be a better husband at some point. And so that action ended the suffering that I was struggling with for years of feeling like ashamed and less than and unworthy and unlovable. And so it's these weird little things that we don't look at uh, because we try, to, we try to place them up high. And it's easier to place them up high because then we don't have to do the work mm -hmm. of finding the lesson and owning, all right, man, that sucked, but you had some control in that. So for me telling people like, hey, how do I work this navigating place? First, action and suffering. You got to do actions to get out of this place. And two, the actions that you take are going to be the ones of you reframing something from the past that for some reason is telling you that even if you do it, it's not going to work. But the reality is, it probably will. You just got to lean into it. But tell people more how they can connect with you, where they can find you, and how they can get in touch with you if they want to make some shifts. Yeah, yeah. Uh, best way to find me is going to be uh, at Anthony Trucks on Instagram. Find my website, anthonytrucks.com. If you want to find out about uh, what's called a slow or go identity, which one you are, because that determines a lot. It's a whole other framework we go into. Uh, you can go to slowergo.co. Awesome. Well, Anthony, thank you so much. We'll talk again soon. I appreciate you coming on. Welcome, man.